what an all-star lineup we have here. I know. This is cute. We're on like a very sweet double date. <laughs> Today, I am joined by my best friend, Steph, and her beautiful girlfriend, Lauren, and my beautiful girlfriend, Taryn. We got a whole crew going on right now. Dream team crew. It is the dream team. Taryn just had spicy food, and she's like in my ear. Sorry. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Taryn is here because she is asking our trivia question. I didn't have one. This is the one thing I don't think I prepped you on, Lauren. Did I tell you that we're That's doing okay. this? I like to think I'm like fairly average at trivia, so hopefully I know. Oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> we did do a lot of trivia over quarantine, so I kind of feel like we, we've been practicing. We I feel like we should be more prepared than most people for this. I'm not. I do trivia every week on the podcast, and I'm still not good okay, at it. Okay, perfect. Okay, <laughs> I'm passing the mic to Taryn. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for Hello. having me. Hello. <laughs> um, okay. Thanks for being here. We're going back to the height of the panty. We're talking Ooh. March 2020 to June 2020. I forget. A list was published. What? Ten items were the most shopped, were the most ordered items off of Postmates, oh, Postmates. from grocery stores. So people were shopping on Postmates at the grocery store. L.A. specifically what name items that you believe were on the list? You each get to choose one. Oh, one, and we're trying to get the number one item? Yes, you're trying to get the closest to the top. Oh. It's very family feud. I'm calling toilet paper. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> Gotta be quick. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. Okay, we got toilet paper, Lysol, and Lauren's is... I want to say hand sanitizer, but I also kind of want to say LaCroix. Oh, Sticking hand sanitizer. She's sticking with hand sanitizer. So we have hand sanitizer, toilet paper, and Lysol. And Lysol. I regret to inform you none of those things are on the list. At all? No. Back, think grocery stores. We're talking food. We're Hot talking pockets. drinks. Specifics. Here. Cup of noodles. I'm going to let you all choose one more. Okay, okay. Think about you're at the height of the panty. What are you ordering from Ralph's? Cases of water. Ramen noodles. Case of water, ramen noodles. Lauren is thinking. Chicken? Chicken? Did you just say chicken? Oh my yeah. gosh, you said chicken. chicken. Okay. None of these are on the list. Ramen noodles was not on the list. Big bummer. Cases of water was not on the list. However, LaCroix was number four on the list. And Lauren, number 10 on the list is chicken breast. What? <laughs> She's not Wait, even that's in not LA. even fair because she doesn't even go here. <laughs> the one person not in LA knew two. Wait, I'm s i am I'm confused. Let me read the list. Number ten, chicken breast. Number nine, lemon. Number eight, apple. Number seven, tomato. Number six, Men and Jerry's ice cream pint. Number five, strawberries. Number four, LaCroix. Number three, avocado. Number two, eggs. Number one bananas okay bananas were number one on the this list. is ridiculous because that's a normal shopping list in la that has nothing to do with pandemic oh, i'm just that's doesn't matter i'm pissed <laughs> thanks babe <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic we were shopping and i got yelled for at for taking two cases of Lacroix. you could only take one case of Lacroix per person and i accidentally yeah. grabbed two and i got yelled at so that was like one of the hot ticket items it was like that when, was um, a, yeah when what's it called you could only get one case what's the drink called the alcohol oh. not a high noon oh white claw oh white claw yeah <laughs> that was a thing yeah i didn't know that yeah you literally couldn't get more than one white claw case that's wild i think it was smart marketing i think there was no shortage they just were like yeah. wanted it to seem in demand absolutely yeah that would that's the only thing that checks out I'm they not were creating their own demand truly the best marketing plan i think it was genius i respect it it was Absolutely. annoying when you wanted to buy more than one case, but I respect it. But I don't know how that works out, though, because I feel like we all drank so much during COVID. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I never was short on White Claws. Taryn from the peanut gallery just said it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't during COVID. What? All the White Claws were pre-COVID when people were still partying and stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you, peanut gallery. Thank you. Yeah, we actually just got, I think, White Claws probably like a couple months before the pandemic hit. So they, I feel like oh. they weren't really that like big of a ticket item here. Yeah. Like we drank a lot of boxed wine. They should have put a limit on boxed wine. <laughs> is that, oh my God. is that a Canadian thing? Boxed wine? 
You guys don't have boxed wine? No, I mean, we, we, we have, have boxed wine. No, we have it, but like it's not like a... That honestly might just be like a me thing. I don't, I don't know if it's like a whole I think thing. that that checks out a little bit hey, more. Hey, I am not above boxed wine. I was just wondering if it was like your version of a White Claw. Like everyone's bringing boxed well, wine. Yeah, my my own personal version of a White Claw, I would say. I got, I got it. Go. There we go. <laughs> that all checks out. Um, okay, the other question that I have for you guys that I ask every guest on the show is what's something that you've changed your mind on in the last six months, year, any time frame you really want to give it? Is there something that you've been like you were steadfast on a thought and you changed your mind? Ooh. Mm, that's a that's a good question. Thanks. Honey, you want to take you want to <laughs> take the ropes on this one? You want to go oh first? Goodness. <laughs> I don't change my mind that often. I'm like far too stubborn. Um. <laughs> that's fair. Well, I think that for me, not to like make it too serious, but I feel like my mind has changed a lot on thinking that certain dynamics I have with people in my life would always be the way that they Mm -hmm. are without realizing that they're always changing. That's a good one. I feel like a lot of people feel that way where they're like, you're my friend. You're always going to be my friend or like even in a negative way, like you have a hard relationship with a family member and you're like, oh, that's just how they are. That's how they're it's always going to be with them. And then it changes and you have a great relationship with them or friends come in and out of your life. Yeah, for sure. I like that answer. Thanks. Good job, Sibby. Boop. Boop. <laughs> you know what? Mine is like mildly controversial because I changed oh, my yes. opinion on this and then I changed my opinion back. Okay. And I'm we like want the drama. kind of slowly moving my opinion the other way. Okay. So I've been vegan for like five years mm-hmm. and then kind of. I was like having a bunch of food allergies and stuff. And then my doctor was like, oh, you should start eating eggs again. So I changed my opinion on it. And I was like, oh, I I don't think that's that terrible. So I started eating eggs again. And now I've changed my opinion again. And I'm no longer eating eggs. So that's like something I've changed my opinion on, I guess. I agree. I have done the same thing. I've like kind of flipped back and forth. I am eating eggs now. And that's where I'm staying for the time being. Partly because I want to. Um, Like I've noticed that. I feel good and like especially because I know I need to like get a good breakfast in first thing and it's yes, just such was, an easy way yeah that was my biggest thing too I was like I feel like it's like a good source of protein and all this kind of stuff and then I was like oh, I just like like they kind of my tummy hurt and then I was like eh, I may as well just like go back to being like strict vegan yeah. I mean, I think you can still be vegan if you eat eggs I mean depends on your definition but, but yeah I know I think that's a silly thing I think like you get to decide what being vegan means to you. And then there's so many people who like want to want to decide for you where they're like, you're not vegan anymore if you eat eggs. And I'm like, if I'm not a vegan to you, cool. I don't care. I use the term, but you don't have to for me. If it's so important for you to label me, you got too much energy and too much time on your hands. I think there's such a thing as like imperfect veganism too. Like Mm -hmm. I think like the pressure behind it is like people like, oh, you have to be vegan. You have to do all this stuff. And people are like so daunted by it that they just won't try. It's like if you're eating even one meal a week that you weren't eating plant-based before, like good for you. That's amazing. Like let's not like shit on people for trying, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And if you actually are vegan for the right reasons and you want to make a difference you would encourage people to start anywhere and not like belittle them for the little tiny things that they're not perfect at yeah like you know grabbing a salmon instead of a steak at trader joe's (laughs) good job i appreciate your little you, you have made a lot of changes and i've seen it in you and i see you like being more and more curious about vegan options and like removing red meats from your diet and I think you're so the type of person where you have to do it on your own you don't like people telling you you should should or shouldn't do anything yeah for sure so it's like if it's not right for you (laughs) Lauren's like oh I know I'm very stubborn like it has to be on my terms or I'm not doing it at all which is fair especially when it comes to your food I think it's a really hard thing to like switch up your diet and if it's not fully like you're doing it because you want to you'll never succeed yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Wow, guys, those are great answers. I'm so <laughs> impressed with you both. Thank you so much. Well done. All right, I'm ready to get into the nitty gritty now. We Woo-hoo. we dicked around en- enough. You just looked at me so annoyed that I just said she dick. Just like, Relax. <laughs> She's like, Mom, we don't like, say that honestly? word in this household. <laughs> Sorry, Riggs. Um, I I feel like so many people, especially in queer relationships, have questions about long distance because yeah. 
statistically speaking, I do not have the statistic. I'm going to say 100% of queer people end up in a long distance relationship <laughs> at least once in their life. I would um, fact check me, that, yes. but I'm correct. <laughs> I feel like you have to be right on that. I have to be right. No one even come for me. It is correct. And if I you haven't know. had a long distance relationship, you're not really queer. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> if you haven't had one, just wait. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> it's coming. But I feel like you guys had kind of a unique situation where a lot of people, when you're queer, you're like, you're pool of, there's less fish in the sea in your local pond. So you have to like hop a few ponds sometimes to find the right one. Is this analogy going anywhere? (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely. But I feel like for you guys, you weren't seeking it out. Would you like to share the story of how this love blossomed? Yeah. Yeah. I, do you want to go? I can go. Um, you, you start. You start and I'll build. Okay. <laughs> Cute. Love that. Love that. We're a team. We're a team. Yeah. Love it. We're a team. Um, I was FaceTiming with some of my friends. Like, this is like very beginning of the pandemic. I want to say like April or May. And I was on Google Zoom with some of my friends and they were talking about some friends that they had in LA and they were like, oh, my friend Steph, like, I think you guys would like totally vibe, like totally hit it off. Um, And I was like, okay, like show me her photos. And then I looked at (laughs) Steph's Instagram and I was like, oh yeah. Um, Like I'm vibing. She's like, this girl's fine. That's the vibe. Um, And then my friend Brie was like, okay, you gotta slide into her DMs. Like you have to. So, and then I slid into her DMs. What did I say? I was like, I said something about you looking for a green card. <laughs> yeah, with a, a Canadian flag emoji. Yeah, classic, yeah. classic. Yeah, and then we just kind of hit it off from there. Yeah, which is like interesting because I feel like I had not that long ago had just gotten out of a relationship and very much in the mindset of wanting to be single. Mm-hmm. And I thrive when I'm single and it just really came out of nowhere it wasn't planned at all and I I feel like when we initially started talking um it wasn't I don't know like because we live in different countries especially at first I was like oh well this is fun Mm -hmm. but like I didn't think too much into it yeah it was like a very casual vibe at the beginning which was nice because it like kind of took the pressure off like I feel like when you first start dating somebody you're like so concerned about how they're going to perceive you Mm -hmm. and you want to be this like cool girl all the time but like because it was like so low pressure, you could actually like I could actually be myself. I don't mm-hmm. know, Steffi probably felt the same way, but like it was nice. Yeah, it's like kind of was the perfect storm of like I feel like the universe, whenever you're not looking for it, is like, here's your perfect person on a silver platter. Totally. You're yeah. not ready. And then yeah. because it I mean, we were in a pandemic, which I mean at that point, I'm sure you guys weren't thinking this was going to be x amount of time where you guys started dating weren't seeing each other it was just it kind of like gave excitement to the pandemic of like oh I have this fun person to talk to yeah I was kind of like okay well I'm at home all the time I'm not doing anything like this is like a fun person to talk to to get to know like it's almost like a fun like hobby mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic like not thinking it was going to really like take off or anything yeah so yeah. when did you guys realize that Okay, this is beyond a fun hobby. (laughs) And a little like time passing of COVID and this is something real and you guys actually had developed real feelings for each other. It's funny because you're smiling so big. It's so It's because I know when it happened for Lauren because she told me. I don't know if you remember or not, but I was studying for finals at your last house. I think I was dog sitting and we were just texting and I think that we were talking about whether or not we liked Harry Potter. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and then like talking about what houses we were in. And then after that, Lauren was like, you know what? I like her. <laughs> Are you both Hufflepuff? We're, we're both Hufflepuff. Yeah. I'm Hufflepuff too. Listen. Yeah. I felt the Hufflepuff energy and I knew that for some us. Some of the best. Some of the best. Yeah. It's such a vibe. Like, you know when you meet a fellow Hufflepuff, you're like, Oh, 100%. Oh. And then like, she knew and then she fell in love. Yeah, it was like, you're a Hufflepuff, I'm yeah. a Hufflepuff. We must be compatible. Basically. So, no fighting yeah. this anymore. And I, like, remember it so distinctly, too. And, like, I was up at my cabin with my family and I just remember like sitting on the couch and my family kept being like why are you smiling so much like who are you texting oh my god were you out to your family at this point oh yeah yeah oh okay but Steph is your first 
official girlfriend, correct? Yeah, Steph is like my first serious girlfriend. Okay. And how long had you been out to your family before you then shared that you um, were dating the Stephanie? So we started dating when I was 27. I think it came out to my family when I was 25. So like fairly late bloomer. Like I came out, I like realized I was gay quite late in the game, I think. And then I came out to my family a little bit after that too. So a little bit of a late bloomer, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. was out for at least a year, year and a half to them. So I feel like so many people wait to come out to their family until they're in a relationship because something yeah. about it is easier to be like, instead of being like, Hey, I'm gay. It's like, Oh, I'm dating this person. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know? that would have been a lot easier. My family was very confused. <laughs> yeah. What made you want to come out to them before you had someone in your life that you wanted to share with them? Um, I think it was like, I realized at least probably six months before I told them and it kind of felt weird to me. Like I was like keeping a secret from them. Mm-hmm. Like they would ask me like, Oh, are you dating anybody? Like what's going on? And I'd be like, no. And like, I'm fairly close with my sister. And like, I like my family is always very like open and very liberal. And like, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. And then I told them and it was like a bit of a mixed review. I think they mm-hmm. had a hard time. Like kind of being like oh well you've like dated men like since you were in high school like how are you just now realizing like they yeah. didn't really get it mm-hmm. but they've, they've come around they're like super super supportive they love stuff like it's been really good but we hit it yeah. off I feel like parents are my demographic yeah yeah I'm good, good with parents. parents I love yeah. that you referred to it as there it was a bit of a mixed review <laughs> <laughs> That is such a beautiful way to put, like, they weren't as supportive right away as I thought they'd be, but whatever. I was whatever. expecting a little bit more, like, outright support, but yeah. um, they, they came around to it, and they're, they're, they love stuff. They're super excited, like, so they're really yeah. into it now. But, yeah. It wasn't about them not accepting and loving you. It was just kind of confusion and question of, like, Yes, what? yeah. I was more like, obviously, they still, like, loved me and everything, but my mom was like, really? <laughs> you sure? I feel like that's, like, something a lot of, like, femme presenting lesbians go through as well especially like if they had always dated men prior to like Mm -hmm. having this relationship where it might come as a little bit more of a shock whereas like for me I had never dated men and I've always presented kind of more androgynous Mm -hmm. I guess so when I started coming out to people in my life they were like yeah like no shit like we knew you didn't know (laughs) yeah there was no like shock of like are you sure it was just like a We've been knowing. Yeah, they knew. You, they were, knew. you were the one. That they knew before I knew, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't share how you knew that you were in love. In love or no, like. not in love. But knowing that, knowing that it wasn't just like a fun little fling to get you guys through COVID. Honestly, I think that it was gradual. Not that it took us a long time to really get into it because it was in true lesbian fashion. I think we exchanged I love you's pretty quick. Um, I would say within like the first two months. Yeah, it was it was <gasps> really quick. Did I know that? I think it was less than that. No, I'm okay. uh maybe maybe I don't Classic know. Classic lesbians. I think I started too. realizing because when I met Lauren, I was in the middle of like studying for finals, mm-hmm. and I take school really seriously, which mm-hmm. you know that it's all I do is study, and it start like it started being distracting, not in a bad way, but. I found myself like studying but wanting to text her Mm -hmm. and like wanting to talk to her and starting to get really bummed out with the COVID situation Mm -hmm. and the border closure. So when I started like thinking about it and getting bummed, I'm like, ooh, like I really actually like this girl. I want to see her and I can't. And if it was a fling, you would have never been distracted by school. Like even important things in your life won't distract you. So the fact that you're like, this girl is making me want to put down my books. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And not that I was actively talking to anyone at that point, but I had no interest. Like Mm -hmm. I had like dating apps on my phone just for fun and I just stopped using them. So it's just like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm in it. I'm here. Yeah, for sure. So you guys became official. What month was it? Remind me. In May. In May. Yeah. It's, it, it was yes. in May. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys looking at each other like, when was it? When was Are it? Are you bad at dates? She's bad at dates. And so I tried me to too. get Steph to say that our anniversary was May 5th. Because I was like, oh, I'll always remember it. May 5th. No. 
and Steph's like, it's that's not? not right. No, and I told her, I was like, <laughs> one, that's false. And two, that's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. we can't. Oh, remember it. No, no, no. You can't. Those are very different days. They're very different days. I'm like, we can't mix <laughs> yeah. it up. We that's can't mix fair. it up. That's fair. So you guys, like, become official. You have not met yet. I want to um, make that very clear to everyone yes. listening. Yeah, we had not met when we started dating exclusively. Yeah, so this went yeah. from Little Fun Fling to... I can't stop thinking about you. Obviously, we're exclusive. Let's make it official. Let's commit. When you guys did that in May, so we're like a couple months into the pandemic, what were your thoughts? Were you like, oh, in a few months, I'm going to get to meet you. This is worth it. Like, I'm sure you couldn't have fathomed that it would be, spoiler alert, a year until you guys actually met. What was going through your head in that moment? Or were you just not even thinking about it? Honestly, we... So we had talked about it. Uh, so we made it official in May. And we talked about Lauren flying out to come see me in June. Yeah, but the, wishful thinking. Yeah, but yeah. the only issue with that is she would have had to have found somewhere to be able to quarantine when she got back home. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't. There was no viable option. Oh, yeah. At that point, you borders weren't closed. You borders could always fly. You could, you could still fly. Like, okay. Canada had really strict restrictions if you were coming back into the country. You had to quarantine for two weeks. And oh. you had to quarantine, like, in a house by yourself. And it was just like impossible to figure that out. Like it was just so many logistics, so many logistics. Um, And then they put like all these testing things into place that like, it was kind of weird. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll come see you in June because the pandemic here was never like, it, it was bad. Like people were still getting sick and people were dying, but it was like nowhere near as bad as it got like in the fall of last year. Mm. So in the summertime, like, it was we were having like seven cases a day here and it was like it was nothing we were like oh it's actually not really not that bad up here so I was like oh this will be over in a couple weeks and like things will get back to normal and then the fall hit and it was like insanity like cases exploded here it was so bad and we went into like the probably the craziest lockdown like you couldn't leave your house you couldn't see people from other households like you couldn't ride in the same cars as people from other households. Like it was really strict here. Oh wow. And that's when it kind of set in that I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be like a long time mm-hmm. until I see her. So. But I don't even think it was that immediately because once June was off the table and we mm-hmm. knew that, we would kind of have like a guessing game with each other. Like, oh, well, this has to be over by September. We'll see each other yeah. in September. And at that point, it's still probably kind of fun. It's not like overly stressful yet. It wasn't really stressful yet. And, you know, all in the only information that we got in terms of the border closure is they would just release it month by month that Mm -hmm. it was getting extended. Mm -hmm. So we thought there's no way that this is still going to be happening in September. So let's let's shoot for September. Mm -hmm. Yeah. September September rolls around and it's getting extended because cases are getting really bad here as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty bad here for a long time. Oh my God. Yeah. It was nuts um, at that point. And so when and September getting was worse. off the table, we said, okay, well maybe for the holidays, we'll see each other in December. And when yeah. that didn't work out, we thought, what about new year's? That didn't work out. What about Valentine's day? That didn't work out. Uh-huh. And now we're rolling around to my birthday's coming up in June. We missed our anniversary. We're missing my birthday and we still have yet to see each other yeah yeah I yeah. feel like you guys always had this like subtle bit of hope each month that it might yes. happen and then I mean I saw it in you Steph of like that hope going away of like they said maybe things would be better this month and it didn't happen it was like I'm not gonna expect it for next month oh now our anniversary is coming and now like your birthday is like your favorite day of the year and it your is. birthday's coming up and you're like I still am not going to get to see my girlfriend and I think yeah. that's probably when it when you guys were coming up on the one year mark, at least in Steph, I saw it like really sink in of holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. Did, did you have something to say? Oh, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I think after the holidays, when the border didn't open, so we were like, oh, 2021, like that year in our minds was like such a different thing. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just like same shit, different year. And like, I think at that point, the stress of it really started to set in. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this ever going to happen? Like, it, like, is COVID ever going to be over? Like, what's going on? So yeah. it got really hard after that point, I would say. Yeah, it was like never ending. Yeah, and I feel like it was also very defeating every month to start looking for updates mm-hmm. and just like having that 
even tiny bit of hope that mm-hmm. the border is going to open or they're going to set at least a date to look forward to. Yeah. And yeah, every that's all month, you want. You're like, just tell me when. Yeah, I don't even if they had said now, exactly just when. to have a date to like look forward to where I'm just yeah. like, OK, this is all going to work out. We're going to be able to see each other. And it just was not happening. So mm-hmm. month it was like having your heart broken every month. And yeah. I think you saw it happen every month. Oh, 100%. I had hope and crushing. I tried like, oh, like manifesting. Like, oh, it's yeah. going to happen. The border's opening. The border's opening. And it just simply did not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just and it was like. Kept getting pushed. Like clockwork every single month on like the 21st. They'd be like, and the border's staying open till the 21st of the next month. And I was like, just tell me six months from now. Like if mm-hmm. it's six months from now, I can wrap my head around that. But like this month to month thing, it really sucked. Yeah. I think that's what I've always said with like, even with seeing my parents, but people in long distance relationships, like the best thing to do is to have the next trip planned. So you have something to look forward to. And you guys never had that. You never got to have that like glimmer of hope. And I think also we were all really dealing with like a lot of emotions, a lot of mental health going through that ups and downs personally. And then to be in a new relationship and like trying to open up but not really not knowing each other in that way yet of mm-hmm. sharing those feelings and like trying to support each other but also trying to like take care of yourselves must have been yeah. so overwhelming yeah it was like it was hard and like I have a hard time opening up to begin with like mm-hmm. so <laughs> Steph has really pulled it out of me though I think I'm a lot better yeah, she's now good we, we, we worked on it <laughs> Um, but like after the holidays, like I also just get like such seasonal depression. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Mm-hmm. Like it was so hard to kind of balance trying to like take care of my mental health in a time where I like literally couldn't see my family, my friends, nothing. And then to have like not being able to see my girlfriend on top of it was like so, so difficult. Yeah. And so lonely. And just, I think that like, was like the word for that yes. year. It was just lonely so no lonely. matter what. Yeah. Like did even you guys long distance yeah. relationship it was still like so yeah long and then you guys just had that heightened times 10,000 yeah. yeah so obviously I I know how I reacted and that it was never weird and I always supported it but yes. did you guys have like was it weird explaining it to any friends or family that hey, I'm dating someone that I've never met before and I'm celebrating my anniversary this person that I've still never met before. Did you guys have anyone in your life that that was really difficult to try to explain to? No. My family was always, like, shockingly good about it. I think that, like, especially, like, when Steph and I first started talking and I told them about stuff, they, like, just saw how happy I was about it and, like, they just, like, trusted me that that was, like, the right thing. Yeah. And same with my friends. Like, and I think like a lot of my friends had already met Steph. So like, I think it's also different when it's like a friend of a friend that you're talking to because your family's mm-hmm. not like, oh, are you getting catfished? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was completely removed from here because exactly. even though you guys hadn't met, so yeah. many people knew you both. And I think everyone could see just from knowing you guys, knowing like mutual friends that this was going to work. So no one yeah. really questioned it. Like everyone yeah. could feel even from however many miles away across the border that this made sense. So it was a little bit different than just like meeting a stranger on the internet, never seeing them. I think think, think if it was like somebody who had, who I never met, who none of my friends ever met, my family would be like, are you getting like, like, honey, going on here? (laughs) Yeah. Let's think about that. Definitely made it a lot easier. Yeah. Um. I mean, on my end, I feel like it was easier with my friends because they already knew mm-hmm. Lauren for the most part, mm-hmm. or like you yeah. and like that friend group. Yeah. So it wasn't like a random person, but I did have a little bit of a harder time with my family. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't not, know that. Well, I told them I was dating someone, and my family, we're still working on talking about my love life. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, we don't ask, you don't tell. Yeah. Like we love you but it just it's still uncomfortable we're still working on it so like I mentioned I was dating someone and no more questions were asked but my older sister who I'm very close with wanted to know more Mm -hmm. and as soon as I told her that Lauren lived in a different country and that we had not met in person her initial reaction came off a little bit judgmental Mm -hmm. but then she apologized later and kind of reeled it in and was saying like as long as you're happy but was it like more protective but it ended up coming off judgmental of like are you sure this is best for you or was it just like it was pretty judgmental like I think that her response (laughs) to me 
I think her response to me was Jesus Christ stuff. Like, do you ever want a relationship to work out? <gasps> oh my yeah, God. It was bad. It was bad. Um, but I'm like shocked. Like I've never heard that before. I heard it when it happened. I was still like, <gasps> yeah, like, I mean, it was hurtful, but I know that it came from a place of care. Yeah. You know, yeah. and she did apologize for it. Um, and then in terms of like my parents and stuff, they didn't ask me any questions, but my dad kind of started to pick up on it, I think. Mm-hmm. So when I eventually did make my way to Canada, when I got back, like we had never talked about like that was the first time we met. But yeah. his first question was like, how did it go? Like, did you guys hit it off? Oh, like, I mean, me, he knew. He knew, but it just made me like think like, why didn't I just tell him from the start? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Family conversations are, we make them harder than they need to be sometimes, Absolutely. I think. Yeah. But I mean, I we spend our whole lives, like, especially if you're in a family who doesn't talk about emotions and feelings and relationships it's like that's all you know and then it's weird to be the kid and try to change that dynamic yeah it's like you expect your parents to be setting those dynamics and then being like oh I want something more with you guys how do I go about this is really weird for sure for sure and granted like my family's pretty open but I feel like that kind of stems from having a hard time coming out mm-hmm. and it being like a process to be comfortable talking about my love life and who I'm talking to and who I'm dating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know everyone's going to want to know what are like tips that you guys have to keeping a long distance relationship, like feeling connected and feeling fresh and feeling like you're not missing out, not being physically near each other. Like, (laughs) you're like, good question. Constantly. Like, I feel like we talk more than people who probably like live in the same house because like we talk like throughout the day and then Mm -hmm. I usually like call her when I'm done work. And then we usually have a like long talk before we go to bed. And it's like, we just really keep up on communication. Well, most days, um, (laughs) some days when we're like really busy, obviously it kind of sides, but like we really make an effort to like keep lines of communication open like all the time which is really nice yeah definitely uh i don't think that we could have done this without communication Mm -hmm. uh so that's something that is really important when you're trying to like make that work even if it's not necessarily the best stuff that you want to talk about i feel like having an open line of communication with your feelings Mm -hmm. is really important um i feel like we did our best to schedule like a date night every week where we yeah. would like get on FaceTime Cute. and do something, whether it was order dinner or mm-hmm. watch a movie, just to feel like we're making time for each other out of our yeah. day, even though we're mm-hmm. not physically with each other. Making like special moments out of everyday things. For sure. Yeah. A little tougher cue. Do you feel like it's more difficult or easier even to handle fights long distance? For me, it's harder. Yeah. I would say it's probably harder for me to, uh, well, kind of like a double-edged sword. I find that it's like easier to talk about my feelings, not in person. Mm-hmm. Cause like I get really uncomfortable when I have to talk about my feelings, like directly in front of somebody. I have to like go like this. <laughs> oh. So it's like, a, it's, it's definitely easier to like communicate like disappointments or other things. Like I would say from a distance, mm-hmm. but then you also don't get like, after you have a fight and you like make up and you like, you know, like kiss and make up and it's so nice. And like, After you, just, you, like, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, my God. Oh, you know. But... So you, you, miss, you miss out on that. And then like yeah. that, just like closeness and like intimacy after a fight. I yeah. think you really miss out on. So it kind of like, like I feel like sometimes fights like feel a little bit more drawn out because there's no mm-hmm. like physical end to it kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that's such a good point that it, for a lot of people, maybe not for Steph because she like, is so happy to talk about feelings. Like she fucking loves it, dude. All damn. <laughs> I know it's true. I do. I do. No, I All love that you're like that. Day. You like bring it out of me. But I think oh, yeah. I'm more like you, Lauren, where I'm like, I, I don't, I for so long would suppress my feelings for myself that yeah. I didn't even know how to like think them through and then articulate mm. them. Yeah. And I do find it way easier. I mean, I'm a lot better now, but for a long time, I always thought it was easier to like talk on the phone or send a text and communicate. Yes. And saying those things would help me realize what I would feel. And in yeah. person, I was way quicker to let things go. So I, I think I that like, can help oh, a I just want to avoid the conflict. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't want to do this. So I'd be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably really helping you kind of set that foundation of like the boundaries that you have in a relationship, communicating like your needs and your dislikes and like everything in between, or you maybe wouldn't have had that opportunity if you guys 
we're just in the same city. Yeah, that's true. Steph's like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely harder for me, for yeah. sure. Um, But for the reasons that she said, too, like, for me, I think the hardest part about when we do get into disagreements or fights mm-hmm. and being so far away from each other, um, yeah, it doesn't ever feel... So there's sometimes where it doesn't feel like it's fully resolved because we don't get that physical connection after. Yeah. Like even a yeah. hug or yeah. to like hang out yeah. with each other. Just have like reassurance. Like, oh, it's, it's okay. Like and you're a very okay. physical touch person. Yes. So to not be able to have that of like if Lauren's mad at you and then she's saying like, oh, it's okay now to but not have that comfort. Like okay. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that like you've adapted to learn to like let go of not needing that physical touch to let something go? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I've grown in this relationship in the sense of when things do get resolved, I have to trust what she's telling me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if she's saying it's okay or like we worked through a fight and she's not upset, I just have to take her word. Yeah. Because if she's still upset, I should just trust that she would tell me, yeah. you know? Yeah. So just trusting what she's telling me for sure has been like something that I've grown on because – yeah, it's hard for me. I need like I need like a little snuggle after. You know Aww. what I mean? Like, you know, I, mean, like, I get you. My snuggle. love languages, like I'm like a words of affirmation and a physical touch person. Yeah. So yeah. it's just hard to and have half like, of that not there. Yeah. Something we've definitely both had to adapt to is like learning what the other one's love language is, and then mm-hmm. like trying really hard to do that. So like how I express love, like I I'm an acts of service kind of person. Like I will do things for people, and I will like make people feel special with what I do for them. And so I've had to pivot a lot to like understand stuff, like with words of affirmation, like I'm, I was never really like a kind of mushy person mm-hmm. and Steph has made me one just because like, I know that's how she likes to receive love. And that's when she feels most loved is when I'm like telling her things and like, so yeah. yeah. Lauren, you and I are very similar. Is that why I'm your best friend? <laughs> I never even thought about that. Yeah. Like, uh, like you're saying these things. I'm like, yep. Yes, me, yeah. me, me, a hundred percent. That's how I am too. And it, and I was re- recently talking to Steph about how like we're polar opposite people in like our needs in a friendship, which I think is yeah. oftentimes similar things that you need in a romantic relationship of like oh, showing that you care yeah. about somebody and you're there for them. Like we are so different, but I think because we understand how we're different, we can be good friends to each other, even if we're yeah. like unable to show up in the way that person needs. We can like, mm-hmm. I don't know comfort each other and let them understanding those differences is like the key to kind of working through those differences Mm -hmm. right so yeah I feel like long distance relationships offer an opportunity to get to know each other on such a deeper level way quicker it can also kind of like you don't get to know in certain ways like I like my pet peeve is when people are mean to service industry people you don't get to watch that happen but there are so many ways that you can kind of like dive deeper into traumas and things that really define someone is there anything you guys did to get to those levels like did you did you play any games did you have any conversations or did you just naturally let those connections happen I think that most of it was natural Mm -hmm. and I mean all we had was time to talk (laughs) with each other yeah you know like we were sitting at home for so long and all we did was talk but I think that what we played uh we're not really strangers oh love it yeah Yeah. which I now know she was extremely uncomfortable I thought (gasps) you were I thought at the time I was like this is a great date idea I'm having so much fun and little did I know questions are intense shitting bricks like we barely started talking oh my god oh my god and it was like right at the beginning so I didn't want to like let her in on the fact that I'm like so emotionally stunted so I was like (laughs) oh my god I have to like put on a good face and like play this game and I was like the whole time I was like <laughs> yeah, because those questions get really deep. We're really, I really love it. Do. I love it. I love it. Well, you're a good sport for sticking in there. Did you? Are there any questions you were like, no, we're not, we're not going there yet? I think I answered them all. I think like I didn't answer them all to the best of my ability. Like mm-hmm. I think now, if we can divulge it, now, it all, like, I would probably get a little bit more into it. Y'all should play but again. I was gonna say. Well, I actually bought. Uh, <laughs> they have like a relationship pack for yeah. her, not really strangers and I bought it and does I, Lauren know this yeah she knows okay. this. I've had it for at least three months and we have yet to do it because I'm just waiting until she feels like it's the right night oh that's cute yeah I'm just well really next date like, night 
Yeah, there you go. Have I'm a bottle like, of wine. Relax. I'm like, just get drunk. It's fine. Get in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cute. I I would love to see if you guys, if you remember the questions you answered the first time around, if you would re-ask them, like, what ways you would change your answer and what ways you would open up. That would be really cute. That would be cute. I think that mine would be the same just because I'm an open book. Yeah, you're like, nothing's changed. Mine would definitely not. Mine be like a whole essay instead of like a three-word answer. Oh, <laughs> I thought you guys did pretty good. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Oh, my God. Flirt. Wait, stop. <laughs> She's sitting right there. Oh so because you guys started your relationship when, like you guys have said, you had nothing but time on your hands. We were yeah. stuck inside. Lockdown was happening. Now that obviously – COVID's still happening, but we're learning to live with it and we're busier. You're actually going to class. You're working. You're working. Do you guys find it hard to transition to getting back to quote unquote normal life in your own lives and making time for your relationship long distance? I, I love the way you guys like- look at each other after each question. <laughs> I Anyone like, only listening to the audio, I highly recommend <laughs> when this is out Friday in video form. It's very, very sweet. Will they, will they even be able to tell that I keep like looking at her? I think every time you – well, every time – yeah, be, yeah. They'll, I think they'll be able to tell. If you can't, just when in doubt, they're staring deep into each other's eyes and it's very sweet. Um, for me – Frank, no. I'm so sorry. Frank's trying to climb over all the wires to get to the love of his life. <laughs> and he knows the other love of his life is on the computer screen. He's coming. Hi, Frankie. He's coming up. I honestly feel like the adjustment, it goes both ways. In some ways, uh, it was no big deal just because I started grad school. So I'm so extremely busy that yeah. if we're not talking as much because she's busy too, I don't really feel it. Whereas no. like before, I'm sitting at home and all I'm thinking about is like, where is this bitch? Why hasn't she texted me? You know what I mean? So it's kind of helpful doing? that you were busy because then you weren't like, yeah, like not in a crazy way, but like, I love my girlfriend. I want to talk to her, you know? Yeah. Um, but then also on the other end of that is, you know, if we are having any kind of like disagreements or anything, sometimes she's really busy and we can't talk about it. Or mm-hmm. I'm in class from four to 10 PM mm-hmm. and finding the time to resolve something that should have been resolved so long ago. It's a little bit trickier. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That's fair. And I would say like another difference is like we used to spend a lot of weekend nights together and we'd like watch a movie or get takeout or do something like that. And now our social lives are kind of back up and running. So it's like Mm -hmm. out on Saturday nights, but we kind of have pivoted and like we just will have like really long FaceTimes in the morning instead. And then like, so it still kind of evens out. I would say we spend the same amount of time together, I would say. Very cute. I would say that too. I just realized the one pro to your long distance relationship that a lot of people don't have is you guys don't have a time difference. Oh my God, it's so nice. I didn't even like think about that. Very smart for you guys. You have to remind Lauren that there's no time difference. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, please throw throw her under the the bus. bus. I need to know. When we first started talking, she was like, what time is it over there? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, same no, like, is it the same time? Like, what's the time difference? And I was like, we're in the same time zone. There <laughs> Wait, is did no you difference. just not understand, like, uh, geography just, of the United States? <laughs> no, should I have asked not. you a geography <laughs> question? That should have been the trivia question, I think. Shit. I'm like, I what time zone are we in? Instead of asking, because, like, I never hear the end of it. Because, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, we're in the same time zone, right? Like, just confirming. <laughs> You're like just checking because I, I know I just want to make sure you know I think that you've asked that like kind of more than once though I feel like I one of them wasn't even no it even happened recently when daylight savings happened she was like what time is it over there and I was like the same the same it's the same well, you time. know some people don't observe daylight save well like not some people <laughs> you can't just decide not to some place <laughs> like Arizona doesn't yeah like there are a couple places that die 56 right now I was like, is it? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe Lauren was asking you what time it is because she didn't have a watch. Yeah. I just didn't have my watch handy and I needed to know what time it was. Yeah. I will say, like, yeah. I, I was so mind fucked by the fact that like our sun in the summertime here sets way later than you guys. Very true. And then very your true. sun in the wintertime sets way later than ours is here. The equator does crazy things. Where we are on this wild. globe is wild. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, it's pretty crazy because I remember in the summer you'd still she would be out at the park with her friends 
and it would be like 10 p.m. and still like kind of daylight out. Yeah, and, and you're like, looking out, you're like, wait, like, what? How? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that equator. That same time zone. <laughs> yes, yeah, every time, guys. Lauren, do you know what time zone we're in? Pacific? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got it. <laughs> Yeah, next time, say it with confidence. You had it. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. I didn't know how to read like a real clock probably until I was like Like 15. an analog clock? Like had no idea. Like the numbers just. Lauren's like, I don't know what analog me. means. I was like, yeah, the one with like the hands on it. Like, I would consider You're like the one that goes tick, 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 baby. Like, literally. <laughs> oh my God. I would consider myself like a highly educated person, but clocks for some reason, pff, right over my head. Listen, Not you cannot know everything. You just Thank can't. You. So if you're well-versed in other areas, I never set my watch if I wear one on my wrist for the, and it's not because I can't read a a clock. I just get nervous that I'll like, it's, I don't read it quickly. I will say that. So I just don't set them. So if somebody asks me for the time and I don't have my phone on me, I'll just be like, oh, sorry, it's not set. And then it's like. I don't have Honestly, to tell you. The time they expect it, yeah. like right there, and you're gonna be like, "Sorry, I actually have to take spend the next fifteen Because I'm gonna have to be like what one, two, three. It's four, one, two, three, five, yeah. ten, fifteen. <laughs> like yeah. no, too much. <laughs> Steph is judging us, okay, and I am not here. Grad for it. school. <laughs> oh, fine. Listen, Steph. There's things that you don't know. I don't know what those things are off the top of my head. Let me know when you figure it out. I will. I'm going to send you a list. I'm gonna We're going to find list. some things that you don't know. We're going to exactly. work on There's some stuff that I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Before we wrap this up, I would like to ask you guys if you have any advice for anyone that's in a long distance relationship, struggling, not struggling, anything you would say. I think for me – Obviously, we already touched on this, but communication is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it's hard for you, I think that it's a skill. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, if you're with the person you're supposed to be with, uh, they'll be patient with you Mm -hmm. and they'll work with you and kind of meet you where you're at. And long distance is really hard. I don't think it's for everyone. Not a faint of heart. No, it's really not. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. Also really rewarding. But... I think that the best advice that I can give is that if you want it to work out, Mm -hmm. it will work out because you're making the decision Mm -hmm. to work through anything with that person. Yeah. It's going to be work and it's going to, it's not just be easy all the time. Absolutely. But if you make that choice, Mm -hmm. it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And I guess with any relationship, yeah, with any relationship, I just think that maybe there's just different barriers with with a long distance one. Yeah. You have to be willing to commit and sacrifice and deal with like, the inevitable things that are going to be thrown at you for sure absolutely and like I think my biggest advice too like I agree with everything Steph said like it's it's a choice like every day you have to like put the work in and make it work Mm -hmm. but also like we find so much time just to be like silly and stupid with each other and I feel like that's like one thing that like probably is missing in some long distance relationships because everything feels so like big and like planned out and like what you're doing but it's like we will literally just like laugh on the phone for like an hour straight about some like dumb shit we've seen on the internet. And it's like, just, oh you can, God. you can also keep it light and like have those like moments with somebody else. It's not like, Oh, when are we going to see each other next? Oh, like when are we going to have our next date night? It's like, I found this ridiculous thing. Let's laugh about it. Like, so I'm going to cry. Like silly with each other. <laughs> that is so cute. Taryn's going to love that answer. I can't wait to tell her because I like, that is like Taryn's number one thing that th- she thinks sustains relationships, like being buddies and like laughing Absolutely. with each other and yeah. having fun. And that's such a good point. I think a lot of people forget about in long distance relationships. It can be so serious all the time and it can just be like, uh, I miss you. Oh, and it's like heavy and intense. And it's like totally. just because you're not physically together doesn't mean you can't have those lighthearted fun moments. That's so totally. cute. Ugh, I love you guys. I love Lauren. You're the cutest little couple. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. I love Lauren. And I said you. (laughs) Whatever. I love both of you. I'm really happy that you guys found each other. And as difficult, I'm sure, as it has been to like sustain this and as much as you didn't know how this was going to go going in I'm proud of you both you've like I've seen so much growth in Steph through this so I'm sure you've had similar yeah. growth as well oh, I my can't wait to hang out with you more. Agree. 
Yeah. Oh my god, I know. I'm I'm I loved being in LA when I was there and I loved like meeting you guys in person. I remember watching to your house and I was like, I thought you were so much taller. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? That was so mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh my god, Taryn is so tall. <laughs> and you were taller than I thought you were. Yeah. I, I think it's because I didn't have shoes on. I'm still standing well, by I'm that. Taller than I thought she would be when I first met. I'm her gonna have my she. shoes on next time when I see yeah. you. And you're gonna yeah. be like, Oh my god, you grew, you're so you're taller wow. than I thought. And if you don't so think tall. it, say it. I'm going to say it right off the bat because last time I told you you were shorter, which is a bit rude for a first meeting. So Honestly, so fucking rude. I'm, I'm done with her. Yeah, She's done. This is so awkward. You're like, I've been thinking about that every night since you were here. Every She's been telling me night. every night since you've been here. Mm-hmm. No, but seriously, like I, you are so much like I expected you to be and better, which I'm sure was your experience too. Like I know – that day oh god we didn't even get to get into all that we need part two of this but like (laughs) when you were finally meeting each other I was like are you not shitting bricks and Steph was not nervous until right before did you ever tell her how nervous you were until I was at the airport and checking her I got a thousand texts she was like she's here she's here oh my god (laughs) her location and seeing her location get closer and closer to me and I think I was texting you and Taryn like shitting bricks like I'm so nervous I'm gonna throw up like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be sick and then we saw each other and as soon as like we hugged and we that just kissed, subsided, that was it. No more anxiety, yeah. like no yeah. more like nerves. It was just, that was it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt like I had known you for years when I first met you. So, and I don't talk to you all day, every day. Like I can't even imagine <laughs> how you felt. I mean, I wasn't nervous to meet you because there was way less on the line than I'm sure there was for you. <laughs> a little bit less pressure. Yeah, can you imagine we hated each other, but I was stuck there for a week? Imagine. Like, what do you do? Do you like stick it out? Do you? I was saying, do you think you would have told me? Do you think you would have been like, "Wow, you're really not who I thought you were"? Like, I think I hate that. You? No. I think that I would have been like, "You're such a good friend." No, you would have said, "No, no, no, no." You would have just let the vibes be weird. If it, if I think it'd be rare for one person. Like Lauren would have been like, "This is going amazing," and Steph's like, "Fuck this," texting we me like, this. Would have known. "You would have known. You would have oh, felt yeah. the vibes, oh, yeah. and it would have fizzled. You would have gotten home and been like." This has been fun. So that was you fun. Such a great friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you walk, you walking up, hugging her, being like, "We're better off as friends." Hell no. Yeah. Imagine. I dropped you over the air, but you like caught me on the shoulder. Like, <laughs> did even part of you feel like that was a possibility, or did you guys just know you no. knew each other enough? I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. knew. Like it was like I I wasn't nervous. Until I was going to the airport to pick stuff up and I literally was driving in the car and I had to like turn the music off in the car and just like sit at the wheel. Sitting in silence. <laughs> like sit in silence driving. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I was really nervous and then like same thing. Like I saw her and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like yeah. it was just like so immediate. <laughs> I love love. Oh, it's so fun, guys. It's me so too. cool. Love makes the world go round. I love love and I love when people tell me how much they love me. I love you. I love you. Too. I love you. Too. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. I love so I feel like I learned so much about your relationship. I was like trying to make sure I asked the questions that I already knew the answer to, but I feel like yeah. I actually learned a lot about y'all's relationship. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That I feel like good. you already know like, you're my best friend. Yeah, you already yeah. know so much. Yeah, but yeah. I got like I got to like pull the curtain back a little yeah. and like talk about things I maybe wouldn't get to ask you. Yeah, for sure. That was fun. Thank you guys. It was fun. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.